Hi everybody, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. This week is a good one for all of you sci-fi fans. Today we're talking about H.P. Lovecraft, his stories and movies, and how he created a character that has made its way into some real-life urban legends. H.P. Lovecraft, or Howard Phillips Lovecraft, was born August 20th, 1890 and died March 15th, 1935. He was an American writer and author of weird science, fantasy, and horror fiction. He's best known for his creation of the story Cthulhu Mythos. Mythos. However you say that. <laughs> he was born in Providence, Rhode Island, and he spent most of his life in upper United States, so New England area. After his father was institutionalized in 1893, he lived affluently until his family's wealth dissipated after the death of his grandfather. Lovecraft then lived with his mother in reduced financial security until she was institutionalized in 1919. He began to write essays for the United Amateur Press Association and in 1913 wrote a critical letter to a pulp magazine that ultimately led to his involvement in pulp fiction. Pulp magazines were also referred to as the pulps and they were inexpensive fiction magazines that were published from 1896 until around 1955. Lovecraft became active in the speculative fiction community and was published in several pulp magazines. Lovecraft moved to New York City, marrying Sonia Green in 1924, and later became the center of a wider group of authors known as the Lovecraft Circle. They introduced him to Weird Tales, which became his most po prominent publisher. Lovecraft's time in New York took a toll on his mental state and financial conditions, and he returned to Providence in 1926 to produce some of his most popular works, including The Call of Cthulhu, At the Mountains of Madness, The Shadow of Inn's Mound, and The Shadow Out of Time. He remained active as a writer for 11 years until his death from intestinal cancer at the age of 46. His interest in weird fiction began in his childhood when his grandfather, who preferred gothic stories, told him stories of his own design. Lovecraft's childhood home on Angel Street had a large library that contained classical literature, scientific works, and early weird fiction. At the age of five, Lovecraft enjoyed reading 1001 Nights and was reading Nathaniel Hawthorne a year later. He was also influenced by the travel literature of John Manville and Marco Polo. This led to his discovery of gaps in the then-contemporary science, which prevented Lovecraft from committing suicide in response to the death of his grandfather and his family's declining financial situation during his adolescence. This also caused him to become an atheist. This is also a reason why Cthulhu has become a urban legend type of character. He believed that Basically, any of these things that were written could also become real. Uh, the resemblance that he saw between the Tibetan enchanters and the travels of Marco Polo and the powers unleashed on Sentinel Hill, he then turned into a fictional story called The Dunwich Horror. One of Lovecraft's most significant literary influences was also Edgar Allan Poe, who he described as his god of fiction. Poe's fiction was introduced to Lovecraft when he was eight years old. His earlier works were significantly influenced by Poe's prose and writing style. He also made extensive use of Poe's unity of effect in his fiction. Furthermore, At the Mountains of Madness directly quotes Poe and was influenced by the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. 
In more modern day and age, Lovecraft has influenced gaming, despite having personally disliked games during his lifetime. There's a tabletop role-playing game called The Call of Cthulhu, which was released in 1981 and currently is in its seventh major edition. This was one of the first games to draw heavily from Lovecraft, which includes a Lovecraft-inspired insanity mechanic, which allows for players to go insane from contact with cosmic horrors. This mechanic went on to make appearances in subsequent tabletop and video games. In 1987, we saw the release of another Lovecraft board game called Arkham Horror, which was published by Fantasy Flight Games. Though few subsequent Lovecraft board games were released annually from 1987 to 2014, the years after 2014 saw a rapid increase in the number of Lovecraft board games. According to Christine Silva, this revival may have been influenced by the entry of Lovecraft's work into the public domain and as a revival of interest in board games. A few video games are direct adaptations of Lovecraft's work, but many video games have been inspired or heavily influenced by Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu. There is an actual video game called Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, which is a first-person video game released in 2005. It's a loose adaptation of The Shadow of Innsmouth, The Shadow Out of Time, and The Thing on the Doorstep that uses noir themes. These adaptations focus more on Lovecraft's monsters and the gamification that they do to his themes, which represents a break from Lovecraft's core theme of human insignificance. When we think about the actual character of Cthulhu, you might have heard of that before. You might have thought that it was a real thing. I know up until probably this year, I thought Cthulhu was an actual urban legend character, kind of like the Loch Ness Monster or Atlantis, something like that. But it's completely made up. It is a fake character that Lovecraft has put a spin on. It is this octopus squid monster man that lives in the ocean and is kind of like the devil of the sea. But it's become so popular that people believe it to be true. Um, several contemporary religions have been influenced by Lovecraft's work. Kenneth Grant, the founder of the Typhonian Order, incorporated the Cthulhu mythos into his ritual and occult systems. Grant combined his interest in Lovecraft's fiction with his adherence to Aleister Crowley's Thelema, the Typhonian Order, considers Lovecraftian entities to be symbols through which people may interact with something inhuman. Grant also argued that Crowley himself was influenced by Lovecraft's writing, particularly in the naming of the characters in the Book of the Law. Similarly, the Satanic Rituals, co-written by Anton LaVey and Michael Aquino, include the Ceremony of the Nine Angels, which is a ritual that was influenced by the description of the dreams in the witch house, which contains invocations of several of Lovecraft's fictional gods. So it really just goes to show how much of an influence H.P. Lovecraft has had on all of these actual religions, on all these people who believe in stuff. Um, I do have a physical book called In the Mountains of Madness, The Life and Extraordinary Afterlife of H.P. Lovecraft. If you want to dive deeper into some of his life, some of his stories themselves, um, In the Mount Mountains of Madness is his actual book. So this is just kind of playing off of the book title. But one thing that I found very interesting in the very back of this book is the Necronomicon. So 
very long story short, there was a an antique shopper who would go around New York City in the 1950s and just search for antiques in bookstores, in antique shops all over the place. And she came across what she believes is to be the actual Necronomicon, which again, we have heard of as a fake book that is in the Evil Dead, but it is also a real book that many people who believe in Satanism or practice Satanism use kind of as their Bible. And according to legend, when she found this book in the 1950s, Cthulhu and H.P. Lovecraft's other characters and some of Edgar Allan Poe's narratives and stories were all in there. So it brings about this conspiracy theory-esque style of what is actually real? Where did Cthulhu come from? Are there any type of satanic sprinkles in these stories? Or is the latter true, that these characters were made, somebody heard about it, somebody copied it, and then turned it into basically this fake book? So it's kind of up to you what you believe. I think it is incredibly a coincidence that all of these things are put together, but um, that is something certainly worth exploring. So uh, maybe one of these days I'll get my hand on the real Necronomicon and we'll dive into it. But in the meantime, I hope that you learn some new things about H.P. Lovecraft and these characters, and I hope you enjoyed today's Wicked Wednesday. Um, as always, my book is on sale on Amazon. I will be putting it on sale for $10 in a couple of days, so check out that sale. And always keep an eye on our Meetup page for more upcoming events. Thanks for listening.